Welcome one and all once again to the Man is Still cast. Um, this is the sixth version of it, and we finally get Superman returning after being dormant for nearly 20 years after the really, really the reception of Superman for the Quest for Peace. Um, Warner's French this franchise, and the death of Christopher Reeves in the 90s really didn't help with that. Well, I mean, he got paralyzed and then he died, but that didn't help. In the interim, Superman had other avenues to express himself. He had Elvis and Clark, the new adventures of Superman on TV. He had Superman, the animated series in the late 90s. And then, of course, he had Smallville, which ran for the better part of it. Well, it ran for a decade throughout the 2000s, or the double O's. Um, in that time, though, Superman Returns came out, and this was meant to be a love letter, a homage, a sequel of sorts to Superman... One and part of two, I believe. It's not a full sequel to two. Um, I think it's otherwise supposed to be a full sequel to two as well, because they reference um, the part where, where Lex Luthor is in the fortress. She says, "You you act like you've been here before," and that yeah, was and that was otherwise at the end of Superman two. So I believe yeah, they must they must have gone with all of it. Maybe I misremember Superman two. I swore he destroyed the fortress of solitude, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's because it, I remember development. He was saying like, because yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly speaking, of all the Superman stuff we've seen, the only thing that this doesn't like, the only reason this wouldn't be a sequel to three and four is because the mom's just the mom is so alive. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. else it might as well have been a sequel to the other ones, and they, nothing would have changed in the entire story. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah. The the only as you said the the mom died in in Superman three I believe and so when she was but otherwise alive in this so I believe it was supposed to be in between two and three yeah I mean honestly anything could have happened but <laughs> I was gonna say but then that throws off the time gap of three because we were I mean because this is five but we'll <laughs> we'll get into this so um, <laughs> Superman Returns would be the first major uh, film to recast. The entire cast. We got rid of Margaret Kidd and Christopher Reeves and Gene Hackman. In their place, we got um, Brandon Routh, we got Kate Bosworth, we got Kevin Spacey, we got Sam Huntington. We got an amazing Cal Penn who gives the performance of a lifetime. I mean, his vocal range is... The, the dialogue they gave him was so refreshing in this film. Um, yeah, it was... It was... I mean... The problem with this film, and I'll get out, I'll get to it right off the bat for me, is that this is too much of a save to the Christopher Reeves film. I mean, this is pretty much a almost beat for beat a remake of Superman, the movie. Yeah, which didn't help it out at all. The fact that it was trying to reincarnate a film from 1978 in the year of 2006. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and and in some ways, I kind of get it. I can understand paying homage to those films. I, but this is just kind of overboard. And we'll we'll start at the beginning. We get the we get the John Williams themes for apparently the last time because they're going a whole new direction with um, the Man of Steel. We get the opening credits through space, and hit his where it starts to fall apart right away. <laughs> just to make sure this is a complete remake of Superman. We get the death of Krypton, and then we get Clark in a shuttle coming to Earth again. Um, even though it turns out to be adult Clark this time, or Kyle or whatever. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I will say this much. You know, four or five movies, 20, 30 years, whatever. 
Superman theme still gets me excited, so I was happy for that to return. Yeah, no, but absolutely. but but by this point, I do have to admit, and while and I I, I I'm not going to say anything against the Superman theme; it's still great. At this point, though, I was like, you know, I'm glad they're going to go with something different for Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, completely. I feel like as much you know, like I, these themes are iconic and stuff like that. But it does, you know, if you. Well, I was about to say, if you're doing a new version of the character, but this doesn't do a new version of the character, so that defeats the purpose. Because, um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Batman has had, what, three major themes so far with the Adam West, the um, Danny Elfman, and then the Hans Zimmer version. And I guess you can count the one from Batman Forever and Robin. But, yeah, Batman has multiple themes, and people adjust to it. People get around to it. Superman, same theme. It, I mean, it's extremely iconic and special, but I'm glad they're finally dropping it. Yeah. Then the movie begins, and this is where it falls apart for me. <laughs> <laughs> it falls apart at the beginning. <laughs> yes, because you find it, out it that it falls ex- apart by happening. It, it, you find out that a shoot that has been romancing, and it seems to be hinted at sexing up some some age widow, so that he can wait for her to die to get her fortunes, which. I mean, I, I said this on Twitter when I was watching this movie. I'm no attorney, but I'm very certain that a will signed on your deathbed with no witnesses would not held up in court. This had to have been an homage to the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor. It had to have been. Oh, because he has the wig. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, yeah, but 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 what I mean is the way that Kevin Spacey—that's that, who played Luthor, right? Yeah. Okay, the way that that Kevin Spacey portrayed Luther, brilliant. It's just that it was written so poorly. I think that his portrayal of him was was absolutely amazing. It's just that his, it, it's just that it was written so poorly. And and we had this discussion on a on the podcast, the Nerds on the Rocks podcast, where. I mentioned the fact that I didn't I, I don't like Kevin Spacey's sex there, but I agree with you. It's a good performance. The problem is is he's performing a performance of a character. So it's trying to mimic somebody else instead of putting his own stamp on his character. And that really comes out near the climax of the film when he does his whole Come on, come on, let me hear it, let me hear it. <laughs> and you know what comes next, so Yeah. But yeah, he um, he sexes up this old woman. He gets her to sign over her fortunes to him. He drops off his wig to this girl, and that's the start of the movie. That's the introduction of introduction of there. At the same time, uh, Superman crashes back to Earth because we have to complete the homage to Superman, and his mom finds him. And then, as far as I can remember, he just kind of hangs out by a fence, looking misty-eyed and. We have to have another flashback to get his origin, his mini origins, how he discovers his powers. I don't know. I, I, actually, I actually, I actually, I actually thought that was quite charming. I, 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 it's a nice scene, but it adds nothing to the film. Well, yeah, but I mean, they are racing against the fact that it's been thirty years since it was on screen, so they are they are trying to update. See, see, yes and no, because at the same time, Smallville was on, which is a ten-year origin story. And that's the trouble with this whole thing. Because they should have, and, and I, this is my official opinion of the movie, it was good, but what they should have done was just started from scratch. Yeah, yeah I think that would, I think everybody would agree with that. This shouldn't have been a sequel. Um, 
but and, that it, was a- and it wasn't like this was even treading new territory to just start anew, because that's what Nolan had done the year prior in Batman yes. Begins. I was to say, this was the era of the reboot. I mean, the same year this came out, Casino Royale came out as well. Yeah. So, but at the same time, we also had stuff like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We had Die Hard 4. So, sequels to old movies were also in vogue. Yeah. Well... <laughs> But those kept the main those kept the main actors, and that kind of you know helped to get away with it. This is a brand new cast who's trying to mimic the old cast, and for the most part, they all do it poorly. Um, because we are introduced to Zoisane, and I will be upfront: I do not like her as Zoisane. Neither did I. I. She has no energy whatsoever in this role. Even at, like I mean, Brandon Routh was trying to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the Brandon Routh is trying to portray uh, Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent dash Superman. What was she doing? I have no idea. If she would have tried to portray Kidder, then okay. But instead she brought something totally different to the table, and I don't really understand what happened there. I don't either. I have no idea. I, 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 I hated her in this. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else she's been in. God bless her. But I, in this, I couldn't stand her. I think what she was trying to play, and I think this is the really the wrong role to go with her, what she was trying to play to scorn the ex-girlfriend. Which, what did Clark ever do to her? Well, not Clark, Superman. Yeah, but what did Clark ever do to her? Because she was like, exactly. she was berating him the whole film. Well, I mean, that's supposed to be the relationship, but I'll get into Clark later on, because I honestly think that Clark had no purpose in this film whatsoever. <laughs> no, not like, really. Uh, like, honestly, you could remove all of his scenes, and this would be the same exact movie. The only thing he was ever used for was exposition. Like, we had to find out that like, Superman was gone for five years from his mom. We had to find out that it always had a son from Jimmy. And that stuff was just exposition. He's like we mentioned with Superman one and two to a degree that he kind of you know he was kind of dotted on always he kind of had that kind of creepy but it was kind of cute crush here he doesn't even have that <laughs> like he serves no purpose he has no romantic interest in those he has no romantic subplot like he did with Donna and um the chick from Superman four whose name I always forget. <laughs> Mrs. Warfield. <laughs> there we go. He has none of that. There's nothing for him to do at all in this film. And what really drove that home for me was the end of the film. Usually, end of the film, good or bad, the end of Superman one. I think the chick. Have... From... Go on. There's just enough of a gap, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was just to say, at the end of Superman 1, you kind of get him in the Daily Planet with you. At the end of Superman 2, you get the kiss and them hanging, you know, talking or whatever. Superman 3, he gets on at a job in Metropolis. Superman 4, he gets the Daily Planet back. Superman Returns, there's no Clark Kent for the last half an hour of this film. Yeah. So, yeah, Clark Kent serves no purpose. Lois saying has no chemistry. She has no personality on the screen. And speaking of Brandis... Her husband, her fiance, because she's not, she's not married. Yeah. No, nothing. There's no, like, I didn't believe these two loved each other at all. <laughs> I otherwise didn't actually mind the casting of Richard, uh, uh, Richard White, I believe his name was in the show. I, I didn't actually mind him. Um, 
because because I think that he was supposed to be something that Superman was kind of comparing himself to and say, well, you know, she she's moved on and this guy is not actually bad looking. He's actually quite successful. It was supposed to work in that regard. Oh, I get that, but like, there's no chemistry. That he doesn't bring anything to the role, really. Yeah, like, but, it's a very it's a very thankless role because he can't be a bad guy, but he can't be too good of a guy. So he's kind of has to walk that line where like you understand why like he's always safe guy. He's like you know like he's a he flies. He's nice to her. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, I think the theoretical idea of his character was supposed to be the normal ideal that Clark knew he could never be because he had to also be Superman. But unfortunately, that's. By making him that, that also renders him the fact that he is just a symbol. He's an idea. He's not an actual character. And combined with Kate Bodsworth's other indi- uh, uh, um, complete indifference at at every moment of the movie, and he is rendered even more bizarrely inconsequential. Yes, and it also doesn't help with their son. Well, not their son, <laughs> as I feel nobody <laughs> predicted in this film when it started or when it was announced. It's actually Superman's son, but I, I mean, if even if you didn't know whose son it was going in, it is the oldest trope in writing where if the person is weak and timid and sick and fr- it means that they have some. If if it's a comic book, it means that they're gonna get super strength because that's how you pay it up. Because this person was frail beforehand, but not as super strong and stuff like that. I don't I don't remember my first impression seeing this because I saw it again when it first came out. Um, but I don't I don't remember re- uh, thinking that he was going to be Superman's child. Oh, I thought that from when they announced that she had a kid. Okay, same. And <laughs> because it makes no sense otherwise to give her a kid. Like, what did the kid add to her story? Yeah, but what did Superman having a child add to the story? Nothing, and that's... that's, 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 that's we can really and, say that about this film. What was the point of this film? Nothing. Yeah, and I mean, specifically in regards to the kid, like, I'm trying to figure out what the angle they were going for. I mean, was that supposed to further the idea of that being the life he wanted to live but had to leave behind because he's still Superman? Well, guess what? Your kid is Superboy Jr. you got to deal with that now. Yeah, and it's, yet, really, it's really hard because you're either going to make Superman a deadbeat dad... And this, this this is really jumping forward, but at the end when he's flying out of his son's room, and then and then Lois Lane looks up and she says, "Will we see you?" I, I thought for sure he was going to reply back on alternating weekends. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, I, I, I don't even know. We were, oh, we were talking. Oh, okay, one. Okay, some highlights for this casting, because I don't want to be too down on it. One, I have Parker uh, Posey. Was Parker he Perry Posey. White? I did not ache this Perry White. Wait. Because... What happened? I'm sorry, who did you say you liked? Oh. Parker Posey. Okay, I'm sorry, who is he? No, that's uh, it's Kitty. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I didn't get I didn't get Kumar. I did not get it. Like, <laughs> Nobody got Kumar. At, t- at the time, he was at that time he was, he was in the movie de- too. <laughs> yeah, at that time he was a decently well-known actor, and you cast him so he can be the silent henchman, which is fine usually if your silent henchman is a muscular dude or somebody who looks intimidating. 
because then they don't have to talk, but he doesn't have that to him. I don't get the purpose of having him be a son. Um, henchman. It's, it, 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 the henchman was so stupid. There was the guy with the camera, there was Kyle Penn who didn't talk, and then there was the random dude with the tattoo on the back of his head. But we'll get back to them in a sec. We'll get back to them at the climax because I have a huge problem with the climax. Well, <laughs> I have several huge problems with the climax, but one but that my problem really is the climax. But, uh, but there's one, there's one problem in particular that I could have forgiven part of the movie, but it can. I, I'll just say this now: is the fact that Superman does nothing in terms of giving the villains a comeuppance during the climax. The villains are taken out by a random piece of falling land, and next youth is stranded on a and on a remote island, none of which has to do with Superman. I wonder if the fall through end was sort of an homage to Superman. <laughs> I, 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 but it, it drove me nuts because, like, not only that, but they have him get his ass beat, and he gets no type of redemption for this. We mentioned with Superman too that we hated the fact that he went back to the bar at the end of the movie to beat up on that guy who beat him up during the climax, um, during the um, earlier part of the movie. Yeah. But he got revenge, at least, even if it was stupid reason to do it. Here, he does none of that. He doesn't find you on the island and send him to jail. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't come back and fight these guys. Like, it would have been a fair fight if he's super weak to show that he can still fight. But no. Absolutely. And um, uh, one point that comes to that, I remember part of the reason that Lois is angry at Superman in particular, initially in this movie, is because he failed to help finished defeating Luthor by showing up for court as a witness, so he was able to get out. Now he's just leaving Luthor out on desert on a desert island. He's got the same problem he began with. He hasn't finished the job. Yeah, it's so bad. But there's more to hate about the climax, and we'll get to that in a bit. Um, there's just so much to get to. Yeah, I, I, I Parker Posey, uh, and I also, I also like Sam Huntington as Jimmy in this film. I did not. I not like Jimmy at all in this film, because no. I felt like he was sort of the proverbial kitty pride, where he was supposed to otherwise try and catch us up to everything that's been going on, but I didn't feel like it was that believable. I, I thought that, I thought it was cute that he's kind of, it's kind of, it was kind of like, like, he has like a big guy crush on Clark, like he's kind of like Clark's little kind of annoying brother, because <laughs> he's like the yeah. only one who pays attention to Clark throughout this, the course of this movie. <laughs> yeah, but then he even, even the, they all forget about Clark at the climax, though. Like I said, Chuck isn't in like the last half an hour. This oh oh, and I hate I hate nitpicking. I honestly do. I I sometimes I find it terrible, but I swear, the fact that nobody in a newspaper realizes that it's kind of suspicious that Clark can't return to same day as Superman after five years of being missing. Not, not like oh, not like they like they did. They, all they had to do was drop a line in the film saying like oh I got your letters from when you were gone or something, make it seem like Clark was around. Mm-hmm. But no, nobody heard from Clark in five years. Nobody's seen Superman in five years. They show up on the same day. Oh, welcome back. Did you see Superman's back? <laughs> yeah, well, that that's otherwise... I mean, they could have tried to add more to it, and otherwise he was there for a week or two, and then Superman returns. But it was already two and a half hours long. But all you had to do was drop some type of line... That Chark, like maybe Chark had his yeah. moms and letters to these people, something that kind of hinted at the fact that Chark was still active in these people's eyes and that he wasn't completely missing for five years. Like, honestly, it should, like, before he left, he should have just written up like 365 postcards and have them sent <laughs> out like, every week or so. Yeah, he could have, 
He could have let his mom in on the act, and she could have sent him out or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But the, the notion that nobody, especially Jimmy, because Jimmy's there with Chuck at the bar. The plane, the plane crashes and whatever, and we'll get to that in a bit, in a second. And he turns around and Clark's gone, oh, Superman's here. Huh. <laughs> not, not. Did we want to touch okay. on Brandon Routh just yet or not yet? Um, I, um, I mean, we kind of did with the Clark camp, but let's touch on him. I mean... I mean, I'm the cast. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I know. a brief impression. But yeah, that's the, the, you can't be doing an impression, especially of somebody who so got the role. Like we mentioned, I, I, I said this on Twitter as well. Four movies, good or bad, Christopher Reeves delivered as Superman and Clark Kent every single time. He was so good as both of them. Yeah. He was so good as Superman, and then to turn around and be so good as Clark, and there was no connection in between the way that either character was portrayed. You know, I mean, it was like they were their own separate characters. It was total Jackal and Hyde. Exactly. And it was so good. And then, to me, I, I mean, he's, he had to have been in a tough situation to try and do this, but Routh so underperformed in this. Yeah, I think he tried to go too subtle, especially as, like we said, Chuck has no presence on screen in this film. He serves no real purpose. And his Superman, I think my biggest problem with his Superman is not his portrayal, but his what what he's given. Because Superman is kind, kind of like comes off as a creep in this film. Um, there's no way around it. Stalking your ex girlfriend's house. Yeah, well, see, that's why Clark has nothing to do. Exactly. See, that's why they took away Clark having room and had to give that sort of slightly creeper stalker vibe over to. Him. Otherwise, he has nothing to do until Luthor finally hatches his. Oh, uh, okay. Can we talk about that scheme? Maybe I missed a. Maybe I missed a, one. Why does this sand mass create electrical discharge? Or an EMP room? Um, it shows up everything. Okay. In the original Superman movie, he used the crystal to d- create the Fortress of Solitude. Now. Yeah. I didn't know that all of the crystals cre- could create fortresses of solitude. I assume they can, but um, <laughs> well, apparently, you would think it would suck to have that in the Arctic, then, because you know, <laughs> there's no water there. Yeah. But yes, yeah, the okay, one like it's a retread of Superman to begin with, which actually with doing some stupid missile base and shot. Um, two, I don't have somebody pointed this out. What was his? What was his? What was his end game? He creates this island and then he assumes that nobody's going to attack him. As far as I know, he had four people and they had no weapons. Uh, yeah, yeah. He seemed to be putting a lot into having that alien technology. Which oh, you, what, what? He's going to create an mass and then that's going to fight them off? I don't know. He 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 said to her. He he said something to Superman along the lines of like how they'll be begging to come to me and then how and I mean I have alien technology light years and head what alien technology you have the the ability to develop land what else <laughs> and kryptonite which defeats the purpose if you try to kill Superman already yeah Superman's gone what now yeah I I, I didn't get his shot like. He's the one yeah. in Superman. Superman the movie made sense. He's trying to destroy Anne so that he can make his own more valuable. That makes sense. Yeah, he's creating an island that doesn't look inhabitable at all. Yeah. I don't know, but you can grow on it. 
Um, I don't know what you could build on it, but he's creating this, and he assumes that people are going to come. I, I know part of it is that because of where he's put in it, part of Metropolis would be on the water. So he's basically killing off the people who could buy in from him anyhow. Yeah, because that, that would have been a, that would have been a way more intellectual storyline as if otherwise the. Uh um, those who could afford it were buying land into his new utopia. I mean, that would have been, a, in my opinion, uh, a slightly better storyline than what they went with. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get it at all. It was so random. It was, I mean, not random because it's free. Uh, I think I have. Yeah, I think I have a theory on what his ultimate plan was and why he did that. Um, the reason he created a crystal continent is because real estate schemes are the only thing that who was the director. Brian Singer thinks that Lex Luthor can do because he doesn't actually know what else he's capable of because he just remembers the first movie and thinks, hey, we should do that again. Yeah, because that was the thing. Okay, and I wanted to touch on this. Brian Singer devoted this entire movie to being an homage to Superman the movies, not Superman the comics. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. and, and so this whole thing was a love story to, to this original Superman films. And, well, that shouldn't technically be that bad. I mean, he, he cut out the bad ones, three and four. And so it should have been good if it wasn't for the fact that Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor was never any good. He should have dropped that whole thing, the, the whole concept of, of, well, Lex Luthor is going to use his, his ultimate scheme as land. It's not good. Why, why didn't he see this? Yeah, it made for weirdo sense in the 70s. It makes even less sense now. <laughs> well, in the uh, 70s, you could at least say whatever, like, like I mean, some of the more gimmicky movies around at that time frame. But this was a fully billed as, as a super serious movie. Am I wrong? No, no, it, it, absolutely right. And that's the problem. It's like, and like I said, I feel like this is a remake. We kind of hinted at it with the opening credits. He hinted at it with them redoing the origin. The other thing is Superman makes his return, his debut, with catching a flying vehicle. In the first movie, it's a helicopter. In this movie, it's a plane. Yeah. Um, I actually like the the uh, the car the, the car scene because that was that was obviously Action Comics number one that they did there. Yeah. And I I really really like that plane scene. Oh, the plane scene is, as far as action goes, the... I mean, and that's and that's the problem. It's like the, the plane scene, and every time I watch it, it always gives me faith. Like, okay, you know, this is a really good action piece. <laughs> the rest of the film has to top this, because you can't have your first action piece be your only good one. <laughs> um, yeah, and but, but, let me, let me correct that. I can't it's remember. The OE, were there any other? I was say, it's the only action piece in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every <laughs> one really solid one. Look at how much money they spent on this. Over $200 million. And all we've got is Superman catching a flying plane, and then he throws a giant continent at the end. Don't forget the super bullet to the eye, because that was a great action. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yes. a ton of sense to have. Well, that, in their credit, I... I yes. I, um, what, what was the point of that guy? What was that guy doing? They were robbing a bank. guy on the roof. What was he doing other than setting up a cool shot for the trailers? No, 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 no. They were robbing a bank, and then they were coming back up and getting the money, and the guy was up on the roof, on the building, and he had his turret set up, and he was shooting at the police, keeping them away when Superman came up behind him. You sure? I thought he, he was just gunning, at, gunning down cop cars for no discernible reason. 
dude, I watched the movie. <laughs> We all did. We all suffered. But yeah, that, I mean, like, yeah. it didn't add anything to the movie at all. <laughs> like, you take that scene. Like, again, it, it kind of went back to Superman, um, the Superman the movie, where like after he does the helicopter thing, they show a little montage of him rescuing other people to kind of show him doing super heroics. Like, he rescues. No, I'm, well, crap, I'm getting this confused with Superman the animated series because I'm watching that as well. <laughs> I was about to say, he rescues a little girl from falling out of a building, but that's actually Superman the animated series. Uh, what does he do during this montage? Uh, it, um, it, it was very... Go ahead. Um, I believe he also stopped crashing plane. Hey, another thing that they're just they're just reusing wholesale, but bigger and less interesting. Um, I think there were a couple bank robbers he stopped. I feel like there was something involving some criminal. And here we've got uh, him getting uh, having minigun bullets bounce off his eyes and picking up a car and um uh, um yeah, I think that's about it. Floating in space, feeling sad. Yeah, I I he it was otherwise not that many that we actually saw, but it was afterwards it goes to the Daily Planet and they're they're showing all of the papers and they say Superman returns, Superman and they're show and they're showing all of the all of the papers and then they're watching on news all across the world, Superman saving this and that. So so we got a really, really quick uh uh version of it. So nothing really specific, but he but he, he was he was making up for a five year absence. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think I remember at, at one point he was in like an industrial tunnel and he used his ice breath on some kind of flames flying toward. That was in the climax. Yeah, that's not the climax. And <laughs> yeah, so otherwise, just a lot of just a lot of scenes where they just just broke things up. But yeah, but basically the the crux of it was he's he's back. <laughs> Which they, and, and 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 we kind of skipped over this earlier, and I said I don't like the um. The Perry White in this film because I feel like he's one of those kind of like tabloid journalists in this film, especially being after what we saw in four where he's kind of wants to hold up the integrity of the you know newspaper business. Here it's just like oh we need to get Superman, um, we need to get drunk you know like we'll have what is he wearing? Has he changed his costume? What does he eat? Does he go to the gym and all this other stuff? I'm like yeah, this isn't the Perry White that I expect. In the this is Perry White supposed to be the beacon of you know like newspaper journalism and the hair he's just kind of like any tabloid writer exactly who's just in it for the money and that really because i mean that's the cross of like the middle part of this movie it's like he always doesn't want to speak to superman because and this is another thing where the confusion about it being a sequel or not but i guess if you count that amnesia kiss that makes sense because i was to say didn't they agree that they wouldn't work as a couple just because he can't give up being superman for her and that was, I mean, that was pretty much why they didn't do Ellis and Clark after Superman 2, because they felt that the romance had kind of reached this natural confusion, which I kind of agreed with. But here they kind of bring it back, and it's like, again, like I said, she's kind of acting like a spurned ex-girlfriend. She's upset that he left without saying goodbye to her. And he's all like, I didn't want to say goodbye to you because it'd be so hard. And she's like, oh, I've moved on, even though all I think about is you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she basically Taylor Swift him. She wrote a nasty piece about him, why the world doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. It's basically like a jilted high school girlfriend or something. Yeah, and 
it, 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 it just rubbed it just rubbed me the wrong way. Which I did this movie did. To touch quickly on Perry White, they almost cast Hugh Laurie. Huh. Which I don't know why I would have loved that. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, hmm. so we. Um, well, I'm where? Oh, okay. So we get the we kind of... did the seat on the rooftop. I guess that's where we go next. Oh yeah, another ripoff of Superman movie. <laughs> they even play the um, Yuff song. They have a remix of it during this scene. I'm surprised she didn't say, "Can you read my mind?" Yeah. This is this is I, the thing is I didn't I didn't mind it, but if it's like why why are we doing this? Yeah. I don't, like, again, it's one of those things where, like, oh, we... And here's the thing. I Maybe I missed it. He says, like, one line to her, and she writes an entire article about it. Yeah, well... Yeah, he yeah. basically says, I was off at the Krypton Ruins for a couple years. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like that was really the only thing you mentioned. Yeah, and then she wrote an entire article about it. Um, so, yeah, it is that... Um, and then, and then they have a fly over the city that somehow has less wonder and majesty than something accomplished on 1970s effects. <laughs> and, 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 All the power of computers, and they just sort of slowly float over Metropolis. Slowly floating around. Well, I, I was going to say that was one thing that stood out to me, especially during the end is the fact that they use a lot more CG in this for Superman, which is very jarring because they use it for his random flyover as well. Like, you didn't need to have this part CG'd. It, it reminds me of Catwoman when they have her CG'd while walking. Like, you couldn't pay Halle Berry to walk. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a, oh, this movie makes no sense. Speaking of, um, Max Yuta puts his fan into motion. Wait, what? Before, huh? Uh, did I miss something in between Max Yuta putting his fan in motion and their flyover? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, um, and, and this is, this is um, lucky then. Um. She brings her kid on, on, on board this yacht while investigating yeah. a terminal. And, like, I'm thinking, like, what type of parent is she? Well, not a very good one. Um, no! But, 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 but that's Lois Lane, though. I mean, I, I thought that that was actually being pretty true to her character. Because, no, that's Lois Lane. I don't yeah. see Lois Lane putting somebody else in danger. I see her putting herself yeah. in danger. Well, like, she... I, well, she didn't know that it was going to whatever. She, she yeah, that's came... true, and that's Lois Lane. You know, that's but she, I feel like she should have been smart enough to not bring her son with her. Leave him in the car. Yeah, he asked to, but she said, "No, no, come with me." And um, you you referenced this on Twitter. I don't get it either. How how did she know that it was like because she saw the wigs? Yeah, as far as I know, she's never she interacted with him. If they're all using Superman one and two. Actually, if you use all for him, she's only interacted with him once, and that was from the time in, when the, the three Kryptonians came to the Daily Planet and when they took her to the Fortress of Solitude. In that time, Max Luther would not have time to change wigs. She would not have time to go visit his wig collection. So there's no way she would have known about that. And there's no way that she would assume that just because somebody has wigs, it's Max Luther. <laughs> it's a yacht. I assume the person's rich. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that 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 otherwise, uh, the scene that follows, I actually liked. I, I'm sure that James and you will disagree with me, but I actually like the scene where where he's standing where he's standing there with. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Where he's standing there brushing his teeth. No, 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 no. After that, the, the oh, scene but I after that scene was cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Where he was brushing his teeth? <laughs> yeah, it, that cute. Oh, Shane! I'm surprised to see that. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, but but the next scene though, where where they're where they're sort of getting acquainted, and he's like, "All right, well, um, here's my plot," and you know, you sort of it's sort of is like what you said in Superman Four that you liked, where it's like sort of this moment where Lex Luthor and Superman are gonna have a cup of coffee and quickly quickly talk over the matter. I really enjoyed how it, it it's like. All right, so so this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing, um, and, uh, and and then when when he says, "Go go ahead, go ahead, say it," <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I actually like that line. He looks over at Kitty and says, "Kitty, what did my father always tell me?" And then she says, "You're going bald," and he says, "No, before that, get out." And then he, it's like, I don't know what it is. That that got me. I really like Spacey's portrayal of Luther. I I got it. I thought that he was otherwise the only really truly notable part of this whole movie. And, and you see that, and that's the thing that this movie f- misses. And I think you know, in in like two lines, in exchange between him and Kitty, they pretty much give you a decent background between the Luther, the Luther character, because you find out that he wasn't, he didn't come from a good back home. His father didn't like him. That's all you needed to do. The rest of this movie is like explain, 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 explain. Here it's like, okay, you know what? We want to give you some background on next Luther. Four lines between Next Youth and Kitty. About 20 seconds. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I like this entire scene. Even though, you know, people, you know, it's over the top and cheesy. I do have the, come on, I, just one time. You're insane. No, no, no. The other thing. <laughs> Wrong! I, I don't know what it is. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I, I've always, I mean, everybody loves the wrong because everybody uses it. It takes the thought fit and no from, um, right, um, well, Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, that is awesome. Um, but that, I mean, again, this movie has, like, three bright spots for me. It's the it's the opening credits, it's the plane crash, and then it's the scene with the wrong. Now, even though the movie, even if we haven't said it before, now the movie completely falls off the rails for me. <laughs> there's there's four or five parts where we all think this movie fell off. <laughs> yeah, well, most of the movie has just been mind-numbingly dull, um broken up by Superman creepy stalkerness, and then it finally gets mildly amusing because Kevin Spacey does his wrong, and I'm like, okay, I'm interested that this was actually kind of amusing, and then the continent comes in, <laughs> and I didn't realize, coming back to it, how law, how much of the movie this thing takes up. I mean, it's the, I mean that thing gets built very far before the movie is over. I mean, I, I feel like it gets created and there's still 45 minutes or so left worth of movie. That seems about right because you have... Uh, we'll get into this. We'll break it down. But yes, you have the island being built and then you have Lois and her son being trapped and then you have the dad coming to rescue them and then he's getting trapped. And during this... Co- there's about 10 minutes where Superman does nothing in this film. Um, yeah, well, that was the thing that, that I thought about this. Have either of you seen the film Melancholia? I no. haven't. I'm sorry, you have? No. I have not. Okay. 
Okay, it it sort of it, it was this film about the concept of the world's going to end and sort of this disaster sequence after sequence. And the thing is, I really like that movie. This film kind of did the same thing where it's like there's all of this disaster in it. They didn't focus on action. You, we, we touched on it when we said that, that he, he caught the airplane and he landed it in the baseball field. That, that was really the only action scene. What they decided to focus on was the drama. They were trying to focus on the fact that, okay, Lois, Lois hits her head and she goes back and, and then Richard you know, swims her back up and they're, they're otherwise they're going to die here. What's going to happen? Okay, here comes Superman. Okay, now they have to hold on for dear life. He takes them back to their plane. They're flying back. All of that's supposed to be drama, 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 drama. And the thing was, I thought that it worked really well and melancholia, and it should have worked really well here in Superman Returns. But the problem with it is we wanted there to be some sort of action. The moment now where Superman challenges himself to do something great. It couldn't just be all at drama. And even at that, it wasn't ever really a sustainable drama. We never yeah. really felt that, the, that, the, that, ever, that there was ever really a good risk or there was ever any really... Um... Danger of Superman... Yeah, and, and that's always one of the the drawbacks with Fuse in that suit is that it, you know, like even in Superman, Superman the movie, there's really only one scene where he's in danger, and that's when he has the kryptonite um, necklace around his neck underwater, and they do something similar here where they drop him in the ocean. The problem with that is that it's like, there's no there's no personalization there because it's just a guy drowning. Where like, the other one, he has you know he has this small area you can see him kind of you know flapping around for his eyes. Here he's just falling. And somehow his son's able to spot him there. Um, but we, I mean, yeah, it's, and, and, and again, it's kind of like, I get it. The drama works if you have these characters in situations you knew that they, basically you need these characters in a situation where they can potentially get themselves out of, where they don't, like, basically once Zoe hits her head, you know Superman has to save them. Yeah. Because like, no, they, they can't do anything about it. Even if they got out, they'd be, they'd be underwater. But, so, yeah, it's... But how much better would this have been if she were over there, they, they, they were on their own disaster sequence while Superman's battling Lex Luthor? How much better would it have been if Rhea had had sort of a, a Star Wars episode, uh, a Star Wars episode six or, or whatever, where we're going back and forth in between Han and Leia doing their thing, but then also Luke and Darth Vader? I mean, how much better would that have been? Yeah, it's kind of like... Um going back to Superman, it's the double jeopardy. He had one missile going to Jersey and one missile going towards the coast. And he had to pick one. He couldn't do both at the same time. That creates trauma because how can he do both? And what happens there, even though they cheat at the end of the movie, is that he does have to suffer the consequences here. There's no consequences for him in this film. There's no there's no real drama for Superman as a character during this climax, other than getting stabbed, and we kind of knew the kryptonite had to come into play at some point, and then that defeats the entire purpose when he dry, when he carries an entire kryptonite iron into space. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. What? What the hell was that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, did did they forget? What the thing was? Did they forget what the what they were making this movie around halfway through? I mean, did they just want the kryptonite to be there for a convenient way to depower him to make it seem like they were stakes? And then, okay, now he's artificially been forced into success mode. Now get rid of the giant crystal continent. 
I mean, but, it's just so contrived and lazy, but, but, and but, but, there really is... There, there's not logical sense or dramatic sense to either of it. It just doesn't work. Yeah, but before, I mean, just before we get there, I want to go back to something, and this is something that I actually didn't... I didn't know. I had it pointed out to me recently, and I watched the movie again, and I saw it, and this completely, completely turned me off to this movie and this characterization of Superman is he ends on this kryptonite island, and he, you know, it, it weakens him, and it poisons him, and actually with the thugs start to beat him up. And while he's being dragged away, you can hear him mumble, I'm still Superman! I'm still Superman! And I'm like, oh my gosh, you do not have Superman begging these people, do you? I I heard him say something, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, but... if, you, if you watch it, he's mumbling, I'm still Superman. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It, I'm just like, this is pathetic. Like, you turn Superman into this... Like, again, I understand... The, the, point, the point of Kryptonite, and I honestly don't get... I've, I've never been able to nail down the specific um, powers of Kryptonite, because everybody always says Kryptonite will kill him, but it never kills him. It only weakens him. Yeah. I mean, granted, you Sometimes can't kill him. him. I mean, in the, origi- in the original film, it seemed like it just, ta- it, it just weakens him enough so that he can't use his powers. I mean, I would have assumed that, otherwise... Luthor would have just stabbed him in, in some way, but here it seems to actually take away his invulnerability. Well, yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to weaken him. It weakens him in general, but, you know, it, it, everybody always says it's going to kill him, but like, if it's going to kill him, why did you have to stab him? And Actually, I was going to say, he doesn't throw him into the water. He falls off the island, yeah. <laughs> which is very special. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, It's supposed to weaken him, I guess, but... Whatever, but yeah, the fact that he's just like begging for his, begging these people, trying to convince them that he's still awesome, he's still, no, this isn't what you wanted, and like I said, the problem, the biggest problem with this to me is he never gets that heroic moment after this, he never gets to come back stronger, even with a kryptonite iron and get, you know, take care of these guys and then throw away the iron or something, no, he doesn't get that, he doesn't throw a punch in this movie, he doesn't physically interact with anybody other than getting his ass beat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Kryptonite Alien, which I mean, part of it makes sense because he um he 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 does he does, he digs to the center of the Earth, and the Kryptonite isn't exposed until he gets further and further and keeps on breaking apart. Um, what confuses me though, well, more so than usual, is that he he throws it into space and then he falls back to Earth. Even though we just saw a couple of minutes ago that being in the sun repowers him. Yeah. And, I'm going to go as, with the same excuse for why he can fly a kryptonite continent all the way into space. They forgot what they had just written five pages ago in the script. It has to be. Hey, crap, we have this kryptonite island. What the hell are we supposed to do with it now? Okay, we'll have him throw it into space. And speaking of, I'm supposed to have an article up today on the site about... Because Superman likes throwing stuff into space. That is his M.O. <laughs> yes, yeah. If he, if he can't punch it, throw it into space. That's his, that's his, that's his beat-all. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throw it into the sun. But actually, that was supposed to be... They they hoped that this was going to be do well enough, and it grossed $400 million, so I guess, but... They're, they're, they were planning on doing the sequel to this, and it was going to be about, apparently, Kryptonians who, I, I'm not exactly sure how they plan on writing this, but found home in uh, New Krypton. The, the so you're pe- saying it would have been a Supergirl reboot? 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, yeah, but but anyway, so they that was otherwise supposed to come back. So the fact that they put that much effort into it, it was supposed to come back. It, it was supposed to be that that was going to be new Krypton and they were going to set up something there. Yeah, so I mean, a good thing we didn't get that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And just because this movie isn't done, because having your camera almost die doesn't count for anything. And, I mean, it's not even bad that they do the hospital scene. It's the hospital scene goes on for, like, ten minutes. No, I didn't want the hospital scene at all. And here's why. He's Superman. You're never going to put a needle in his arm and make it work. So when you saw the doctor try it, and then he looks at the bent needle and looks back like, what are we going to do? Of course you're not going to do anything. He's Superman. You're just going to cross your fingers and hope he heals. Yeah. Put, my, I watched this with my sister. She said, why don't they put him out in sunlight? <laughs> that, and, and again, that's what I was saying. It's like, he, he was in space. He, how close can you get to the sun without being in the sun? I don't know. And, uh, yeah, and they keep him there, and he's in a coma, which makes no sense whatsoever because he's not going to end a kryptonite. We're, we're um, tearing this thing all apart, but the truth is there were at least a half a dozen good things in this. Which which made me feel like which made me feel like no this this movie is salvageable this movie actually did come out at the time to positive reviews I mean this this wasn't like it was so miserable the problem with it was that they 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 tried to carry so much from the original Superman the movie that it couldn't stand on itself it it had the same thing going for the Supergirl did where it's like they had to keep referencing what came before it could not be its own thing yeah and. I think as much you know, it, it's it is in that constant trying to be like the original Superman film and trying to remind you, hey, remember how great Superman the movie was? Yes, I do. Now, what else do you have besides reminding me why that a great movie is great? I already know that. Do you have anything new? I mean, other than Kevin Spacey and Crypto Continents, Kumar and. Yeah, okay, yeah, Kumar. Um, I think one, one of the unintentionally amusing things that I find uh, towards the end of this movie, when um, I'm not even going to call her Lois, when Kate Bosworth begins writing an article, Why the World Needs Superman, I mean, we just see a blank page, because she has realized... <laughs> she just this movie. movie. Huh, maybe the world doesn't need Superman. <laughs> But yeah, so you get him, and then they always, and I mean, I thought that scene with, um, damn, I don't even remember the guy, Richard, is that yes. his name? Yes, her, her, it, her boyfriend, Richard White, yes. Yeah, who basically, he basically says, I'll be waiting here, but I know you want to be with him. And he just kind of accepted that he's going to be sec the second, or I guess third man in her life behind her son. And he's okay with that. Apparently. He's not, he's not ambitious beyond that. <laughs> And so he always goes in, and she gives him a pep talk, um, and apparently that's enough to cure him, because the son doesn't do it, it's words. And because this movie's not done yet, we then get always writing the article, which he doesn't write, and then Superman coming into the... Uh, I would say this much, the only reason I hate this scene is because it was the scene that made us get the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, because they want... Uh, Brian Singer wanted to use the... Um, Mario Brando speech so much that mm -hmm. he had the whole the father becomes the son and the son becomes the father stuff built in. That was but, that to me 
that was not the best part of the movie, but that was a very, very strong part for the movie, was otherwise using his, uh, you know, he he's talking to his child as he's lying asleep in the bed and says, you know, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to be here for you. I mean, that that was otherwise a touching moment to, I mean, because Superman, aside from Superboy, he's never had a child in any, to my knowledge, in any version of Superman. I think they give him a kid in the comics after this movie, but it's it's not a kid. Like it's not a you know it's not something him and always pops out. It's like a kid from the Phantom Zone that they kind of adopt to age uh, Mon L. I think his name is, who kind of ages rapidly. So by the time he goes back to the Phantom Zone, he's like twenty something. Yeah, right. so he's and I'm guessing he's not around anymore after the new Fifty Two. No, I don't think so. I don't even think he was. Uh, he must have not really survived in continuity anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, just because we weren't crystal clear that this is a Christopher Reeve homage, we get the flyover of the planet, which I, I, I always enjoy. I think that it's a nice way to end the film. Hmm. It, it's it's a very, it's very Christopher Reeve. Yeah, uh, it lets you know it's finally over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's finally over. It's finally over. And with that, the end of the Superman movies for us. Um, so, I mean, before we start ranking them, let's hear it. Out of seven, what do you give Superman Returns? We'll start off with David, since he seems to be the one who likes it the most. Out of four. And the reason why is because this was not that bad, in my opinion. The, there was, it's just that they should have just let it go. If they just let it go... It would have been better. I saw this last year. Um, I don't know why exactly I decided to watch this, but I, I watched this last year, in the, right in the fall. And and then this is when my mind got turning to it. The the plane scene, the to me, I, I did like the emotional resignation with him having his child. I I really liked Lex Luthor. I, I thought Kate, uh, Kevin Spacey did a brilliant job as Luthor. What underperformed in this whole thing was a script. The idea of it, there not being much action, we're going to go more towards a drama angle, that's fine. I don't think that, that that's going to fail. The problem with it was is it was just a poor script. So to me, th- this movie, I think, toes the rubber. It, it, to me, if this would have had a, an even moderately decent script as opposed to what it, it ended up with, to me, this is a seven. Because this movie was really good. The problem with it is, is it had such a weak script. And that's why, to me, four out of seven. Okay, James. Lois is shown having written an essay entitled Why the World Doesn't Need Superman. It was later revealed to be the script for this movie. (laughs) Two out of seven. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, even Superman 3, Girl, and 4 are all technically bad movies. But at least those had the charm of some unintentionally amusing or charmingly camp or, at least in places, Supergirl, downright bizarre in its existence. Here, I was just bored and unengaged and just in a constant mood of, can I just go watch Superman again? So yeah, two out of seven. This is the worst Superman movie. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to go to 2 out of 7 as well and I'm also going to say I think this is the worst Superman film that we saw 
um, which gives away the next segment. But um, I am not as harsh as James is on it. Um, I just think that conceptually, I think there were ideas that could have maybe worked. I do like the idea of always moving on without Superman. I, you know, the character isn't Superman. She was a character before Superman. She'll be a character when he's gone. So I like the idea that she moved on with her life, but she didn't really move on with her life, which is the biggest hassle with this movie is that, you know, she basically acts like a spurned ex-girlfriend, and that's not the only thing that I want. The only thing I want is strong and independent and smart and not somebody who gets hung up over a boy, even if he's a Superman. Um, you mentioned, we already mentioned that Brandon Roth does a really toned down and quiet version of Superman, and his Clark Kent might as well have stayed home. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I like Kevin Spacey as Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, except, you know, like he has nothing to work with. He gets a dumb shot, which is r- miraculous considering the past that Luthor has had in the previous three movies he was in, that this is somehow the worst. And, of course, the action, which, aside from the pain crash, doesn't exist. And it's just, I'm not saying that Superman needs to go around punching stuff for two and a half hours. I, I, we, we mentioned this with Superman the movie. He doesn't punch anything in Superman the movie. Yeah. Um, he, and for good reason. But there are ways to craft action scenes around him that are engaging to the user without it being a chore. Like, yes, we get it. He's super strong. But moving an island isn't a fascinating set piece for anybody. Yeah. It, it's, it's not visually stimulating. Um, it's, I'm mean, granted, yes, it's, it's, it's the best Superman movie in terms of not having a Deus Ex Machina at the end of it. He's not, you know, flying around the Earth. Well, I guess technically it is because he's able to chuck a kryptonite island into space with no real problem. <laughs> but the, yeah. The best, the thing that's telling about Superman is I think the best, and guys, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, the best Superman story that's been written in any media was All-Star Superman in the last 20 years easily. It's one of the best. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's up there for me. I would. There are a lot of great Superman stories out there. There's a lot of interesting Superman stories out there. All I right. Think the man who has everything for one, for one example. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I yeah, think, but that's but that's way, a long time ago. But no, but... I, I, like, I would even say, um, whatever happened to truth, justice in the American way. That was another yep. good one that was recent. But yeah, I get the point is like all star Superman works as a archetype of what Superman should be. What we, you know, all Superman stories should try. Uh, right. And which is my point, which is in no media. I don't think that they, I mean, Smallville was really good. I watched all 10 seasons of Smallville. I really enjoyed Smallville, but that to me is not what I would say is the definitive. Hey, if you want to enjoy Superman, go, go check that out. There is nothing, in my opinion, and I mean, you guys reference some other things, and those are, those are fine, but what I mean is, there is nothing that you can really point to to any Superman fan and say, start there. There is nothing, no, no movie, hopefully Man of Steel, but no movie, no, no real comic book, no anything that's really something you can point to, other than a few notable works along the way. Nobody gets this character right. I mean, Mark Wade well, with Superman Birthright, and then and then Grant Morrison with uh, with uh, All Star Superman, and, and, to, and those are to me the fail proof ones. But no other real definitive. Hey, here's well, Superman. And I think and I think that's good and bad because I think as far as comic books go, it gets, it, it makes sense. Everybody comes around and they put their own stamp on a character. So and everybody has their own interpretation of what Superman is. 
or what Superman should be. You know, everybody, you know, one of the reasons people say that Superman, you know, people say Superman's a boring character because he has so many powers. And then somebody like me or, you know, other folks would say that Super, Superman isn't about his powers. I mean, really, the focus of Superman's story should never, it shouldn't be on Superman. It should be on how he interacts with the world. Because it is kind of like a god coming down to be with you and how he how he sees the world. Like, um, there's a Kill Bill speech where, you know, he talks about, like, how... Clark Kent is the guise in which Superman sees the world, and that's one interpretation, even though I don't necessarily believe that. I do think that he, you know, he puts on this act, he puts on this performance as Clark Kent for a reason. I don't necessarily think it's because that's how he interprets man. So I think it's hard to say that, you know, this is the right way to do a Superman film, or this is the wrong way. I just know what I, what is a good Superman film and what is a bad Superman film, and I can tell you this is a bad Superman film. <laughs> With that All right, said... So I guess now we'll... Rank Wrap them. up by ranking them? Yep. Alright. Are we including Supergirl in this rank? Uh, no. No, I think that oh. would just be too hard to... Um... <laughs> to me, Supergirl... I, I have my scores of all of them here in front of me, and Supergirl was the one I rated the least. Surprisingly. And to me, if I had to rate all of them, the whole... The whole Superman experience, Superman 1 through 4 and Superman Returns, I would give 3 out of 7. Oh, I thought we were ranking the franchise. I didn't know we were rating the series. Oh, well, <laughs> well go ahead. But I, I, and I kind of agree with you. I mean, we've seen five films with Superman and Supergirl, and honestly speaking, I can only recommend two of them as very viable films. Like, I, you know, we kind of had fun with Superman 3 and 4 to a degree that they were kind of cheesy and hammy, but they had some enjoyable set pieces and stuff like that. But I couldn't, in good faith, recommend those films to anybody. So, yeah, I would say this is right now a very middle-of-the-ground franchise. There's nothing... Like, the first... Like, honestly, it's the first two films, and then the rest of it couldn't... didn't have to exist for the next, what, 30 years now? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say... I would say, yeah, 3 out of 7 seems to be a fair assessment of that... Um, and, you know, we kind of, I mean, it's kind of hinted at already with Superman 1 and 2 being the only ones watchable, but if I had to rank them, I would go Superman 2, 1, 4, Oh, you're like two more than one. Yeah, I've always like two more than one. All right. Uh, and, and, yeah, so, yeah, two, one, four, three, and returns. And, and my, uh, according to my scorecard here, it would go Superman 1, Superman Returns, Superman 3, Superman 2, and then Superman uh, 4. Wow, that is, different. <laughs> that, is, that is very different. And the reason why is because, well, obviously I already explained I like Superman Returns, but I, when they went full camp in Superman 3, I don't know what it was, but I was able to sit back and enjoy it. And and just just as the whole accumulative process, I don't know. But as far as as far <laughs> as far as the whole franchise goes, you know, why is it you can watch a movie like Citizen Kane and it's still good? This movie was done, and I think this movie, Citizen Kane was done before my mom was born. Yeah, 1941, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would make my mom really, really old. <laughs> but, but anyway, but the, but the point is, why is it a movie like that is able to sustain time and then a movie from 1978 isn't? When then in nineteen seventies we also had Star Wars. And we had Well, I mean we had, I was just, Go ahead. 
I should say it's not a time period. It's not anything. It's a, it's an it's an for movie case. There are movies that probably came out last year that probably don't hold up that well this year. Well, that's, movies- well, that's sort of my point though. There are movies in the seventies that that were super notable, and then you, so you can't just say, well, they were done years ago, so they're not as good. No, they were just movies that weren't good at all. Yeah. Um, I think the answer is that you don't remember those movies that don't hold up from the 40s. Like, they've just been lo- like gone and forgotten. I also would say that um, we, I mean, you know, this isn't a um, movie, uh, but if you go back, like, we didn't have as many movies that came out back then either. Like, uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, we've started seeing a lot more movies like over the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, like, how many movies come out a week nowadays? Yeah. Okay. Like before, you would like. I mean, if you think like Jaws and Star Wars and stuff, where like the summer blockbuster, they were the movie. Nowadays, you get a summer blockbuster every week. We're surprised when there's not one. Like this weekend, they didn't have anything major come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to leave quickly, so I'm gonna give my ranking. Uh, I'm gonna go from top to bottom: Superman the movie, Superman two, Superman four, Superman three, and Superman Returns. Okay, so pretty similar. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I want to thank James and David for joining me this week, and we'll be back next week with the Man of Steel, well, Man of Steel cast. Yeah, <laughs> Man of Steel cast, the thing we've been setting up for this whole time. <laughs> think of it as the Infinite Crisis event. <laughs> it's finally here. It's like Christmas. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right.